All right, welcome everyone to the Peace Alliance Department oh. of Peacebuilding Campaign Monthly Call. Uh, yeah, so much in the world since last month, it seems. It seems it's, it's oh, very God, cool yeah. and wonderful. Um, so I would like to, to start with some check-ins. Say hi. Tell us where you're from and uh, a little bit about why you're or you're here, connected to the Department of Peace legislation. Peace I'll share everybody. Nice to see all your faces. Um, it's a little. It's uh, it's been hot. I'm sure it, a, lot, a lot of a lot of people everywhere experiencing a lot of heat, so it's a little more steamy here in DC. But um, actually, that um, I know it's not Peace Alliance stuff. But what's happening in my building is, does anybody know about the Juneteenth? It's called um, that. Uh, Ferrer, Pharrell Williams is doing. Oh God, I already forgot the name. Something water, carry the water. Something. It's a festival he's done. Does anybody just ring a bell? But mm -hmm. it's all these artists coming into town. It's. I mean, the tickets are kind of expensive, but in our building, the uh, retail space is not rented out. So they converted it into it's going to be the VIP lounge. So John Batiste and a lot of artists are coming. So I am going to do my best to get invited to that VIP lounge. Ooh, it's like awesome. four or five hundred dollars to go to all these concerts, I think. But um, anyway, it's kind of exciting. I mean, that's just one of the reasons I love DC. It's you know I, I went to the march for our lives concert. I mean, uh, we, we didn't march though, did? I, which I was a little. I don't know why we didn't march. We just gathered by the Washington Monument. Um, mm -hmm. I got there after there was that scare. Did people hear about that? Or somebody yelled gun? What and, march? And is it, what's that? What march are you talking about? D.C., Washington, D.C. Oh, the, the March for Our Lives. These are, these are the students from Stoneman Douglas. And yeah, Georgia. I watched it on C-SPAN. Yeah. And these four you know, people, they just, you know, I mean, they, I, I got there after that. But there were people that didn't show up because they were worried about that. I mean... If this is not the time to press for this, you know, push for this legislation, really, you know, that you can't yeah, go and I think that helped. Go up at, at a, a peaceful gathering to say, you know, care oh, about, yeah. you know, let's make some good laws. Anyway, I'll stop there. Okay, thanks, Lori. Uh, Sarah, would you like to go next? Oh, sure. Um, I'm in Northern Illinois, about 60 miles northwest of Chicago, and just have been kind of on the fringe of getting all your emails for a long time and being a financial supporter, but haven't really stepped into much, but um, something about this call intrigued me tonight, so um, I just thought I'd show up and see, you know, what it's all, what you're all about and how I can be supportive of you know, just creating peace <laughs> in every aspect of our world, right? So yeah. fascinating Great. time to be human on this planet. So <laughs> very true, very true. Well, welcome. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, find, I'll go next because a fellow Illinoisan, we don't have that every month. <laughs> I'm actually uh, from south of Chicago and right now coming to you from Wisconsin. Um, but we'll be passing through Northern Illinois and picking up my RV on the way home on Sunday. Come on by. Stuck in the shop in Rockford. <laughs> yeah, so I've been with the campaign since 2015, and I'm I'm one of the 
10 people on the Department of Peacebuilding Committee now, and we'll, we'll talk if, if you want to hear more about the bill or so forth as we're going along, we, you know, we can address that a little bit more, but um, yeah, so welcome and I hope Can you I just well. add one thing? Oh, sure. That my sure. mom and her sister were very, very involved in the 60s in trying to get a peace department built. Uh, or you know, <laughs> up and going so um they're both gone of course but yeah i just want to support what they you know helps help get rolling a long time ago so i know this has been a long journey for thousands and thousands yeah. of people so yeah yeah great i wonder if they were involved with peace program because she was active around that time advocating for a secretary of peace but uh, okay, Nancy. I'm brought to you from Northern California, um, Ohlone land, and I'm really happy to be here. It's nice to see everybody. Deanne? Yes, coming to you from uh, Pagasset land, otherwise known as Bridgeport, Connecticut, <laughs> I'm the managing director of the Peace Alliance. And uh, I'm glad to be here with everybody. Great. DJ, you want to say hi? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, great. Yes, I'm in North Central Florida and I'm on the phone right now with you, but I will be appearing in person in a few minutes. And I believe the Department of Peace Building would change the world mm -hmm. for the better and and we need it and you guys are a great bunch of folks and uh that's why i'm here okay beth you want to say hi now that we've officially yeah i do meeting? i'm beth blick and i'm from st paul minnesota and i'm real interested and hearing about how far along the bill is coming and how many um, people from the House and Senate have, have endorsed it, especially because I'm so happy about, um, you know, what's been going on in the um, House and Senate on what took place on uh, the bill that's supposed to be curbing gun violence. I know there are more things that could have gone in, but I think we all can agree on what, you know, kind of uh, good things are going to help, you know, prevent more gun violence, which is very much a part of uh, what, you know, everybody wants. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Beth. And I, I don't remember if you said, but Beth is from Minnesota. Yeah, Yeah, I, I did say Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, I said St. Paul, Minnesota. Charlie. I'm in Amherst, New York, and I'm just happy to be part of the, this effort here. And um, I wonder what it would be like to transform this nation and then the whole world into a place where everybody, 
every single person on the planet conscientiously objects. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Great. Laura? Hi, everybody. I'm Laura. I'm from Northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie. And this is originally Seneca, Native American lands. The Seneca were the western door of the Iroquois Nation. And let's see, uh, very happy to be on the call. And I would like to say some people on the call, a lot of people on the call, got an email from me earlier today because uh, there was an, a big announcement from the uh, Institute for Economics and Peace. They came out with their annual Global Peace Index for the year. And this is their 15th year of putting out this kind of data on peace around the world and indicators of peace and positive peace and all that kind of stuff. And the news is that this is the lowest level of peacefulness around the world in the last 15 years. So of all the 15 years that they've been doing data on peace, this is the lowest level of peacefulness around the world. And it's been a general decline all of those 15 years. So we are making no progress <laughs> around the world. And uh, the report has a lot of more information. The US slipped from 122 out of 163 countries in terms of peacefulness to from 122 to 129. And, uh, and I was on a call with them, uh, a live presentation, which you can get, uh, which should be posted in a couple of days. And uh, there was a lot of discussion about what we can do about what's going on and how to take everything to the next step. Because uh, you know, this is really good data showing, you know, we need a department of peace building because things are going south. They're not get, they're not staying the same. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. I'm going to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Pull ourselves <laughs> up by the bootstraps. All right, Kendra. I'm in Florida and Appalachian country. I've been learning more about the Appalachian. It's the Florida history is so different from California history because they've had the Spanish, the British, the French, the Spanish, and the American. And so that's pretty interesting. And then um, I just learned today that Al Lawson is going to be running in the gerrymand my gerrymandered district. Oh. So I'm going to see what I can do to help. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So next up, we, we usually do a connection exercise. Uh, any volunteers for that? I would love to have Lori do it if you would be up for it. What say you, Lori Russo? Yeah, it's so, so funny because I love what I'm just gonna I was thinking, Kendra, I'd love to have you do it. Okay, let's let's just do a nice little <laughs> we're, we're gonna do some heart breathing, okay, and radiate some some love to the world. How's that? So okay. just you know, get comfortable and and um, just take a couple, let's take a nice couple deep breaths. Now imagine, and you can even put your hand over your heart, just imagine that you're bringing in, breathing into your heart space. 
So you're breathing in and out, just but all from your heart space. And as we do that, think of something that just brings an automatic smile to your face. It could be anything, anything. Somebody you know, a pet, a story, just something that just kind of brings you to a place where you just smile. So as we continue to breathe from our heart space, and now we are thinking, you know, feeling joyful, we are just going to send all that joy, good vibrations out first among ourselves to, you know, our country, to all the country, to the world, to the planet, to all beings. Just radiate the joy that you're holding in your heart in this moment. We're going to calm down the present moment with that which we desire. So there is peace, there is love, there is joy, there is connectivity, there is harmony, there is peace in our hearts, in our minds, in our world. One more nice deep breath. And so it is. Lovely. Thank you. All right. So next up on the agenda, we go through some updates of what's happened in the campaign recently on actions, et cetera, which, which is in Nancy's bailiwig. Uh, and then we get into a discussion and um i think is charlie gonna give us a little bit of a report tonight yes okay yeah i'll introduce him right after i after my part i guess yeah so then we'll touch base before the discussion on on uh some possibilities and see what we want to discuss in tonight's call um uh so take it over nancy mm -hmm. so um we talked about this call being about empathy and um, Lori just mentioned joy. So both of those things I hope are, are parts of what our advocacy is about and parts of what the bill is about. Um, right now there's a bill in Congress as all of probably all of you know uh, for Department of Peace Building. It has um, 30 co-sponsors at, at the moment. And Beth, there is no Senate counterpart to this bill yet. Oh, there aren't. No, um, but you know we always have that in the back of our mind and uh, thinking and working sort of in various ways on how we might materialize that. So um, anyway, the the thirty, um, it's a good group. Um, 
we're working on a lot of different ways to get more co-sponsors and um, some of those I'll ask Deanne to put in the chat so we don't have to, we won't go over it in, in real detail, but um, we're still in the process of scheduling some uh, Mother's Day pie meetings. So we had styled that as being uh, May and June. And um, we have one meeting coming up with Carolyn Maloney's office on Friday. Uh, Jana will Jana will be heading that, and um, if any of you want to participate in that and haven't already told her so, why don't you put that in the chat and we'll let her know. She may get on the call. I know she has a has to kind of rush home from work to get on the call, but anyway, uh, we have that. Um, DJ has uh, several possibilities in the works with some Florida members of Congress. Um, we're also working on our social media presence and uh, we have a lot of things that you can do. Sign petitions, ask your member of Congress to co-sponsor, ask organizations to co-sponsor, that kind of thing. Um, but right now I wanna focus a little bit on our um, monthly actions. We have uh, all this year we've been doing, um, calling a different list of members of Congress each month. We're calling at 11 minutes, 11 calls for HR 1111. And um, there's a list for the June group up on our website. And uh, you can see that and see their phone numbers. And there's some urgency about getting, um, doing these calls or following up on some of your past calls because we're starting to go into that time of year when Congress isn't necessarily paying attention to all this. there <laughs> um, They'll, they'll uh, adjourned during the last week of June and the first week of July for the July 4th holiday. And then um, the House of Representatives will be out of session all of August and then until June, uh, September 13th. So this is a good time to try to get through to them. Um, and the reason, another reason for that is they generally don't update the official list of co-sponsors while Congress is not in session. So if you're thinking of calling, this is a good time to do that. Um, let's see, our, our list, um, as we put out on the email, voting is the expression of our commitment to ourselves, one another, this country and this world. And I think that advocating for a department of peace building and a culture of peace is the same thing. It's an expression of our commitment to ourselves, to one another, to this country and to the world. Um, and you all know what touches you personally about, about the department of peace building bill. So when you advocate, I, I suggest you, you go to that place in your own heart. You know, it might be children, it might be, gun violence prevention, it might be uh, international peace, it might be justice uh, or any and all of those. But, but when you advocate, that's, that's my recommendation is that you talk about what's touching you. And we'll talk about some of those issues a little bit later in the call too. Um, I guess my other, another point is that our members of Congress are there to represent us. So I hope they'll listen to what our concerns are. 
and that they sometimes have to be reminded about that a little bit. So when you when you write or call them, um, make that connection too. That that and understanding that for the most part there are people who want to do the right thing. And um, so it's not it's not in vain to make take time out of your day to try to contact them. Um, if you look at the June list, um, there are four people from California, one from Florida, one from Indi uh, Indiana, one from Massachusetts, one from Missouri, one from New York, and two from Washington. So if any of those geographic areas call to you, then focus on those people. Um, there are several former co-sponsors on the list. There are people, Corey Bush from Missouri is a person who's experienced homelessness. So I'm sure she can connect on that level. Um, Andre Carson from Indiana is a person we've talked to in Washington, DC. Kendra and I thought we had him on board and we misunderstood or he misunderstood what we were saying, but he seemed like a really decent uh, person. Uh, Pramila Jayapal from Washington is awesome. We just need to get her back on the bill. She was a co-sponsor. Uh, Zoe Lofgren, if you've been watching the hearings, she's on our list. She, she led the hearings um, on day two of the hearing, the January 6th hearings. Uh, Doris Matsui is from California and she's been in office for quite a while, but she came in um, when her husband died. He was, he was the congressional representative from the Sacramento, California area. Uh, we have Grace Napolitano, who is a former co-sponsor. Adam, she's from California. Adam Smith from Washington, a former co-sponsor. Uh, Darren Soto from Florida, a former co-sponsor. Uh, Richie Torres from New York and Laura Trahan from uh, Massachusetts. So pick one or pick them all or whatever, whatever talks to you and, um, and get out there and tell the world that we need Department of Peace. We need uh, some peace building. So um, if you do that, let me know, nancy at peacealliance.org. So we're sort of keeping track and um, the next thing we wanna do, I wanna introduce Charlie. Most of you know Charlie. Um, he's been our biggest, most extraordinary contactor of members of Congress. So I'd like to hear uh, from him a little bit about what Department of Peace Building means and his, um, his contacts with uh, Democrats to support Department of Peace Building, and he probably is the only person on this call who has contacted all 50 Republican senators to uh, ask them to do something uh, about gun violence prevention. So, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, we will be giving a medal to you in a little while, but let's hear from you now, okay? A medal, it'll be my first one. <laughs> How exciting! I didn't say what kind of metal, but <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal, like music, <laughs> something like that. Yes. yes. <laughs> ah. Um, <clears throat> call. I would just say, call. Go ahead and do it. It's fun. It can be fun. It's free, and it can lead. It can lead to more freedom. For all of us, freedom from violence, war, mm -hmm. and 
all sorts of bad stuff. <laughs> it's constructive loving action. You know, it's being a practicing idealist and a dreamer and a gardener planting seeds and cultivating them, trying to raise consciousness. Here's a motivating, inspiring thought to my mind. Get very, very quiet and imagine that you can hear, you are listening to the voices of people in the future. People in the future thanking everyone who made an effort to create a more peaceful, kind-hearted, peace on earth, goodwill towards all reality. Huh? Why not? Why not a planet full of people that have a reverence for all life? You know, it's, it's a long road, but if everybody did their part, why not? Um, calling Congress and calling the House, calling the Democrats to support, to, to co-sponsor HR 1111. I've called a whole bunch of them. And it's, it's, it's good. I mean, lots of the people are friendly, get a lot of answer machines. Uh, number three is often the button to push to, if you want to talk to a staffer, which is you know, what I think the best thing to do and ask them for contact information, right? Calling the 50 Republican U.S. senators. Well, that was kind of a blast. That was very interesting. I mean, all these, a whole bunch of famous people that I've heard of before, you know, these powerful people, here I am speaking to the power, you know, and trying and trying to get through. Um, I was persistent. Some of them I called three or four times trying to get somebody on the line. Um, after seeing the Steve Kerr video, I felt a little bit like I was calling the big bad wolves or the not the kindest, wisest people in the world. Um, that said, I tried to approach it with a really, as, as good as I could, very balanced and friendly attitude, always, you know, trying to catch more flies with honey uh, rather than vinegar and trying to have faith in the belief that all people, even Republican senators, are basically good. <laughs> uh, and the only other thing I can think of to say is that the feeling that I get when I stop to think or reflect, stop to think or reflect on the nobleness of this effort and that I get to be a part of it, it makes me very happy. And that's, that's all I have to say. That's awesome, Charlie. Thank you. And, and I'll, I'll get started on the medal right away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, yeah, thank you. And maybe, maybe during the discussion, people will want to ask you a little bit more about your experiences, but that gives us a really good overview feeling about it. That was beautiful. Um, I, thank you. Sorry. I wanted to go um, to the sort of an introduction to uh, elections and an empathy platform. 
And um, the reason I thought about doing this is uh, one of the candidates for my congressional representative ran on an empathy platform. And uh, we just finished our voting in, in the primary in California. Uh, some of you may have participated in his Peace Alliance empathy workshops. In the recent primary, Edwin Rusich uh, ran against the person who will probably end up being my uh, congressional aide district uh, representative, John Garamendi, who I've had before. Um, so I'm asking, um, I asked, I sent the platform, I sent the, the flyer, uh, the stuff from the voter bulletin to Lori so she can maybe um, talk just a little bit about what that sparked in her and what her thoughts are about uh, empathy platform and empathy in politics. So maybe you could give us a little bit on that, Lori. Yeah, um, sure. So hi, everybody again. Um, it's really, you know, it's really interesting. I, I, it's that you asked me to speak on empathy because for the last about a month ago, you know, I, I'm always Charlie and I share, or maybe all of it during this call that just from a young kid always believed in world peace, you know, that's just been, and so I'm always trying to think of ways like, so how do you reach people's hearts? Cause I too believe people are good. It's all about, you know, the communicating, how do we make that connection and reach people's hearts? And not everybody had, you know, it's the kind of this revelation that some people really don't have the empathy like they it's not that it's a gene but it's almost like they don't have that empathy gene right so how do you get people to feel uh, you know to have feelings about what somebody else is going through so and then about two weeks ago my uh, i was watching my um reverend sylvia with the church i go to online and she this was after the shooting in texas and she was speaking about empathy and she was saying how a lot of people will say, you know, I mean, just how horrendous that was, right? I mean, and 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 I love the fact that my reverend now is getting political because years I've been going to this church for years, and I asked her years ago, I said, do you, you know, you know, get involved in politics? She goes, no, no, I don't like to get politics. I think everything is political. It's about what are the, how do we want to form our society? Everything to me is political. So she got really political, and she said, you know, people say, oh, I can't imagine, and she says, we have to imagine. She goes, you have to imagine that mother that went to go pick up her child and she couldn't see her child because the child was not recognizable. And, and this is our reverend saying this at part of the sermon. But, and I think that's so true, you know, and it was like kind of light bulb went off. It's like, so how do you, I just thought, you know, so think about like that. So that's one step. I mean, I know for me, like for animal rights issues, that's probably the hardest for me when I try to imagine what animals go through, thank goodness that people could go and do that work hands-on. I, I have a very hard time with that, but I think that's what it comes down to. We have to imagine other people's, you know, what other people are feeling. And so anyway, that, and so then Nancy asked me to speak about this. I never heard of this man. So I'm reading this little blurb, but then I went and watched a video of his. He was bringing like Trump supporters together with other people and they were in a tent and he was just kind of showing how he mediates. And um, I'm just going to read from this video. I thought it, it just made so much sense. He goes, empathy is the gateway. Once you understand the needs people have, 
the pain people have, the alienation that people may feel. He goes, once you have that, then you could bring reason into the conversation. You could find, you, know, you could bring um, logic into the conversation. You find that connection, and through that connection is is where that's where the solutions are to the problems. And because I was watching this video, and I because for me, when I don't think that anybody who supports Trump, I'm sorry, I don't think you can make an argument that that's a, that there's a moral reason, uh, you know, a moral reason to support him. But by just watching, so thank you, Nancy, for letting me speak on this. And then I learned a little bit because clearly I need to open up to that and understand the story behind that. But I loved how he said, you know, first make, be empathetic and then bring the logic. Cause it, you know, there's some things that aren't logical, you know, so you don't have to give up all your principles, but you, you just want to understand, try to get in the shoes of somebody else. And, and then he just quoted a uh, Johan Galtung and he said, who said, Peace is resolving conflict with empathy, creativity, and nonviolence. And it's a never ending task. It's not like, you know, it's, you have to just keep on doing this. It's a problem solving technique that you keep on doing. And then what it all, and because, so I now want to know more about empathy. I will admit, I have not been joining the empathy circles here from the peace Alliance. It's like, what an amazing resource we all have. So I'm making it, you know, a commitment to, being a part of that, because um, I think that's just key, right? Because people that have an empathic heart, it, we don't have, you don't have to be convinced, but some people just, they're, they're, I think it's just covered with maybe too much pain or, or something, you know, that's what we just need to get to, you know? So I don't know that I just, I'd like to hear more about maybe the empathy circles or just other people's views on empathy, but I just know I, it's, I, Wanted a lesson. I wanted to learn more about it. And in the last month, I'm just getting all these lessons about empathy. So thank you. Thank you. So thank you. I just wanted to read two sentences from the uh, election uh, bullet. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I meant to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no, no. He, one of the things he said, I believe a deficit of mutual listening, empathy, and collaborative, collaborative collaborative problem solving threatens the well-being of our families and our democracies. There are solutions. We, the people, must take mutual responsibility along with our elected officials for understanding each other and solving our problems together. So with that, I'm going to give it over to you, Kendra, to lead the discussion because um, we have a lot of thoughts going here. So, Hi. Um... Signal is unstable, so if, if I pop out, just take over. So um, yeah, we we just want to have this discussion, continue this discussion that Nancy and Lori have started, and Charlie, um, how can we inject empathy in our election conversations with each other, with um, with our advocacy um, and I, I just, I, I think that when we talk about children, that seems to be an open heart um, tool. But when I talk about animals, uh, as Lori said, 
um, it does, people don't have the same response um, or, or with the environment, people don't have the same response. So I, I just like to hear from any of you about what you think about empathy in our conversations with each other and with uh, our legislators. might say something about, um, I don't know if any of you watched uh, Matthew McConaughey speaking on the situation in Uvalde. He, he's an actor, as most of you know, and he was born in Uvalde. And he spent a week after the, the tragic shooting and he talked to all the families. He went to Congress and he gave testimony and he gave a really good case for a bipartisan approach to this. And um, if you have a chance, you, you should Google it. But I, I, one of the things that stuck with me is he said every family told him that they want their children's death to matter. And um, I think that's I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to do. Is, is make all this matter for a future world. But check out, check out his video. It's, it's um, there's a long version and short version, but he did a great job. And welcome, Seta, by the way, you came on late. Yeah, hi, Seta, do you wanna say hello? Seta is from Illinois, for those who don't know her. She might be muted. We'll see if she... I am. I'm driving, so I don't want to I don't want to talk or anything. But I am listening, because I love all of you guys, you know. <laughs> we know. We love you, too. Yeah. So if I have anything to add, I'll try to click on that, that little button there. Okay. 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 EJ um, has her hand up. EJ I, has her hand up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, DJ. Okay, so um, I know a little bit about the empathy empathy circles because Jana has become trained in how to lead them, and Jana has become very involved in it. And what Jana would like to do is remember when Truth and Reconciliation started. It started as um, as a larger group. And that larger group broke into smaller groups. And one of those was true storytelling. So true storytelling has been going on now for 18 months, um, every month. But the other component of truth and reconciliation started by Dan Cohen and a few others from the Peace Alliance just kind of fell off to the side. So what Jana would like to do is sort of reinstitute truth and reconciliation as a larger group that uses the empathy circles as a structure, because it's a structure of how to, um, you know, communicate. It could be used for any purpose and she's trained in how to do it. So I just wanted to put that out there. So you might want to talk to Jana if you're interested in, in, in actually seeing more of it. Um, and, and Kathy Kidd, uh, who's been doing the empathy uh, circles, um, is really supportive of Jana's idea. And then the other thing I wanted to mention more about, I've been, I've been studying empathy for a very, 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 very long time. I started studying empathy 
um, in the 1980s. Um, I have a lot of data. I have videotapes. I have interviews about empathy and education. Um, back in those days, we really believed that there were people who didn't have empathy. <laughs> we really believed that. I don't believe that anymore. Um, I don't. I do believe that everybody's capable of, except for maybe a psychopath here and there. But generally speaking, the Republican senators are not psychopaths, I don't think. Um, Well, maybe there are one or two. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, uh, what I wanted to kind of wrap up um, by saying is that I am very, very disturbed by this division we have in our country today. Um, Yeah, it's very disturbing. Um, and, uh, I really see that that's kind of our, our goal as the peace Alliance, as the department of peace building, um, strategy group to kind of come up with maybe some kind of plan, you know, where we can embrace who they are and, uh, through that embrace, um, they, they may, um, become, you never know, um, sponsors of the department of peace building. So I watched. I'll just try to be quick now. Um, I watched, uh, um, you know, I'm always watching some old documentary. Um, it, it's How to Start a Revolution. And it uses, um, I think it's Sharps, um, uh, you know, what is it, 160 or whatever, nonviolent ways or whatever. It's based on that. And it's based on other countries and really has very little to do with today or this country. But there's one little gem in there that I think is really incredible. It's like right kind of in the middle. And it's um, this, uh, I don't even know who he is, but whoever he is, I really love what he said. And, And he's trying to say, how can you, how can you bring democracy to a dictatorship? And he said, the key is this, that the people who are in the regime, they want to believe that they will have a role in the new regime. They want to feel that there's something they're doing that's important. And whatever that is, if you tap into that importance and you say, you get to still do that. Matter of fact, you you can, you know, um, participate in that. And so I'll write that up because I know it's not very clear what I'm saying. Um, but I thought it was really good. There's a certain amount of co-opting that has to happen. If we really want a United States Department of Peace building in um, United States uh, government, we, we're going to have to co-opt. And he said, that's just what you have to do. You just have to do it, you know, um, in a smart strategy, using smart strategies such as empathy, of course. So that's it. Um, Laura, did you want to say something? Oh, yeah, I was just going to expand on what you were saying, because on um... Definitely creating a win-win is uh, always a good way to go on not to demonize people for their political parties or whatever, because this is nonpartisan. I think peace building is, should be a unifier. And so how can we set up that win for them too? Um, And the other thing I wanted to say is when I was on the presentation this morning with the Global Peace Index, they said exactly what you're saying. And I know that we talked about, we've been talking about this all year on different groups, but their conclusion after all the bad data and everything on our 
levels of peacefulness. And by the way, they said North America had the second largest deterioration in peacefulness of all regions globally. So that's pretty grim. But what they, one of the recommendations that they came out with was uh, the need to do peace building with the non-peace builders in order to expand the constituency for peace building. That's true. I just want to check in um, who joined us from area code 614. Would you like to say hello? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Yes, I'm sorry. I was late. For some reason, I was thinking nine o'clock because you're always used to be different. And I was thinking it was started at nine, not eight. So um, sorry. I'm no late. Worries, but worries. So do you want to tell us your name and where you're from? and uh, I'm Deborah Walters and from Mechanicsburg, uh, Ohio. Uh, I've been with PS Alliance for a very long time. Um, I have been checking in periodically um, throughout this last year, um, listening to some of the things. Um, I've just been kind of busy the last six months and haven't really been good about checking in. So I'm just trying to be better. But yeah, I've been like since Dan Khan came and we had a peace alliance in Champaign County. Oh gosh, years ago with Peggy Hanna uh, from Springfield. And we do the piece of pie thing. We go talk with Sherrod Brown, our Senator. And of course, unfortunately, Jim Jordan is on our is a senator as well, um, but anyway, and had couldn't get with him, but did talk to some of his people, which were very nice. Um, so have been involved in the past, and um, just you know trying to get back involved again. Great, great, welcome, thank you. Mm -hmm. Is Peggy um, Hannah still around? Yes, she is. Um, I talked to her. I haven't, uh, her husband, Jim, passed away a couple of years ago. And I had found that out and reached out to her. And um, I haven't actually talked to her recently, but I've been planning on trying to get a hold of her. Uh, I know she did re finally retire. And so had I last year, but she did, I think, last year as well. Um, but she's been very busy at the time. She was, uh, helping out a, a friend of hers that wasn't well and, um, was very busy with that. So, um, but yeah, as far as I know, like I said, I haven't talked to her, Ooh, probably mm, since the holidays. If you, if you speak with her, um, I worked with her on some of the advocacy that you're talking about and, um, please say hello for me. This is Nancy. Yes, I will. I will. I, I do need to talk. I need to at least text her and let her know I'm still around. And at the time we were trying to get together and she was just so busy all the time with this, this friend of hers. So um, I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Uh, either Deanne or, or DJ, like, so um, Kathy leads the empathy, empathy circles or does Jana, I, I'm a little... 
confused about that. Hey, Lori. So for the, the regular empathy circles that we do on the first Tuesday of every month, Kathy Kidd uh -huh. is the leader of that one. And I had the pleasure of training with her, with Lou Enzel, um, to, to facilitate those. And it, they really are um, very powerful. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very different way of being in circle with others because you're, um, there are guidelines you're relating and reflecting back to the person, exactly what they say, not your interpretation of what they say. Mm -hmm. And it, and it takes some practice, um, to do that, but it's, it's a really powerful, uh, circle. So, um, highly recommend it. Yeah, no, my, you know, as I say, my bad for not getting involved. I've done some NBC training, so I know that that's probably part of it, right? Or maybe that's the basis, but, um, but is Jana, I'm sorry, I'm still a little confused. So that's Kathy. What, now, Jana, that DJ's talking about, that's something, that's a different circle or? It is a yeah. circle, yeah. Sorry, DJ, go ahead. No, that's okay. Well, I mean, Jana is just thinking about it. It's not really in existence yet because she got trained and she's actually working with the, the trainers, like going through a lot of extra training. There, there are different steps you go through and do, you know, about the steps. Um, but Jana's really into it, but she doesn't necessarily want to be the trainer of empathy circles. She wants the group to be at an empathy, empathy circle. You don't have to be um, facilitating it to, to come and, and, and participate. And it's not necessarily going to be a training to become an empathy circle facilitator. It's going to be just led that way. That's what my point is, is that she wants that to happen. And Kathy said, oh, that's a great idea. You know, Kathy loves the idea. And Dee, I don't know if I've talked to you about it yet. Maybe not. Maybe this is the time we're talking about it. I meant to, but we got busy with other things. But if you're interested in experimenting with how the empathy circles work for communicating about truth and reconciliation or uh, the Department of Peacebuilding, whatever you know we're doing, um, you can contact Jana and let her know you'd be interested in coming. Um, she wants to sort of plug in to that third Saturday that was left open um, when the larger, when Dan Kong left, um, the Peace Alliance, that kind of was a hole there. Okay, so that's under the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, not the, not the Empathy Circle Committee, is that right? I don't think there's an Empathy Circle Committee. No, there's not. <laughs> no, you haven't, you just said on the first Tuesday, I guess I'm, I'm still confused. Well, so Kathy Kidd is our National Field Coordinator and she, organizes the Tuesday night uh, offerings. So the okay. first Tuesday is an empathy circle. Second Tuesday is the National Monthly Peace Builders Call that we just had okay. last night. Third Tuesday is kind of open and floating for other events. And then the fourth Tuesday is a book club, consciousness raising book club. So Kathy's in charge of the Tuesday night lineup and empathy circles is one of those. So there's not really okay. a committee for the empathy circles. That's just something she offers. Okay, thank you very much. I'm sorry to say for, I no, mean, I'm, our, I'm on about four committees, but that's why I'm saying, but you know, it's it's okay. I'm, thank you for the clarification. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you need another committee, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ, I like that idea. I look forward to that uh, happening at using it as a, as a format for for committee work sounds very interesting. Is there a uh, code number for the empathy circle? 
Do you mean, on that? Yeah, Beth, do you mean um, like the how you get on the Zoom? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she, if you go to the Peace Alliance calendar and she you does not on, have a, a computer. So. Oh, okay. I need to get her in on the phone. Right. Uh, well, um, yes, there are. Get on the phone. There is call-in information. I would just need to get it to you somehow. So if you don't have a computer, Beth, I'm not sure how to get that information. Uh, I, I can get that and text it to Beth. Oh, that would I'll be great. With it. Yeah. That would be great. Thank you so much. Sure. Should I give you my phone number now? Yeah, I have it, Beth. So I'll, I'll get it to you. Okay. You've got my phone number? Yes, I do. <laughs> can you call me? Yes, I can. <laughs> You have both of my numbers. I do. You are okay. stuck my phone forever and ever, Beth. <laughs> Who am I talking to? You're talking to Karen. Yeah. Oh, Karen from hey. Texas. Karen from the great state of Illinois. Yeah. Oh, Karen, uh, will you get it for me then? Yes, I will. Yeah, before this coming Tuesday. Because there's programming just about every Tuesday, so I'll I'll talk to you about that when I call you, okay? So I, I want to just close this discussion okay. with um, the thought of that we want to awaken empathy within others, but that means that we need to be open to hearing and feeling what the other person is saying and we need to be so open that we might change our mind we might change our hearts and and that's the important part for me and i i i don't know where where we are i think we need to close so i'm turning it back to you karen okay thanks yeah great Great conversation. I'd, I'd like to just check in with Sarah, see if she has a quick question, and then I'll go over some of the things going forward that people can tune into and save dates for. Did you have anything, Sarah, that you wanted to ask or add? No, I just, I'm, I'm very happy that I uh, plugged in tonight and um, just really impressed with all of you and your strong powerful, vital efforts that you've been doing for however long you've been doing it. So I hope to get more involved. Great, so great. You. We welcome you with open arms. <laughs> so uh, the actions that uh, Nancy went over, that's on our Department of Peace Building page, dopcampaign.org. Um, we've got some upcoming things and actually one is this coming Monday. There's World Unity Week um, and that you can see more at uh, worldunityweek.org, but we're going to have a segment Monday afternoon. I believe it's going to be 85 minutes as part of the uh, uh, Rotary Club's channel uh, in the afternoon. So we're going to be talking about the Department of Peace Building and, and, uh, and, and peace in the context of uh, the role that it could play with getting passed. So we're I don't know the exact time yet, but I think it's between one and four in the afternoon. And I'm not even sure if that's central or Eastern time, but around that, but we're, we're waiting to get locked into a specific slot, but you can see the whole schedule. There's other um, 
organizations. I think there's around 700 things that people can watch uh, mm. starting the 18th through I think the 24th of June. So there's that. We just set our dates for advocacy days, 2022. Um, so, uh, September 13th and 14th, we're doing it before International Day of Peace this year, and we'll be sharing uh, all kinds of events that are happening around there. So it's really great that the world is really um, embracing uh, the month of International Day of Peace. Um, and let's see, I was thinking of something else, but I can't think of what it is. Um, yeah, the anniversary is coming up on July 11th, so we're going to try and get you the more details about advocacy days before then. Uh, oh, the strategy group for anybody, uh, a lot of people who are on this call are on it, but we've we formed a strategy group in the fall and anybody can join us and get into more work in some subcommittees that are doing the hands-on work now that, that's really helped us expand and get a lot more done uh, over the last nine months. So. That's also an option. You can email Nancy at peacelines.org if you'd like to join us for the next call and, and see where you might fit in, or we could have a phone conversation, et cetera. So that's, I don't want to even say that's everything because we're working on so many things. I want to say hi to Deborah who joined us in the last couple of minutes. Better late than never, Deborah from Georgia. Good to see that you popped in. Hi. Do we have a closing quote from someone? I have a closing quote. Um, mm -hmm. This is from Diana Ostreich, an author of Waging Peace, One Soldier's Story of Putting Love First. She says, waging peace requires that we have the courage to face what's broken first in ourselves and then in the system affecting those around us and uncover who has been harmed and how we are connected to them. Beautiful. So thank you all for all you are and do. Can I just say out loud, Karen, that uh, the quote that Kendra just read, for those who can't see the chat is, um, is from the book club selection for this month. So June 28th, Waging Peace is going to be our book club selection Tuesday night. So we'd love to have you with us to jo join in the dialogue. Great. Oh, one more plug. The book club selection um, probably after that is we need a Department of Peace. July. So that will be announced before too long. So that's like up until this bill, the history of the work for a, toward a Department of Peace in the United States. So we'll have a discussion on that too. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a great night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank Good you one. for all you do.